This little pig went to market where they buy and sell the stocks. This little pig came home again with a system full of shocks. I don't understand their language, don't know what it's all about. For a bull buys up and a bear sells down and a broker sells you out. And here is a song they sing the whole day long. Oh, the market's not so good today. Your stocks look kind of sick. In fact, they all drop down a point each time the tickers tick. We'll have to have more margin now. There isn't any doubt. So you better dash with the load of cash or we'll have to sell you out. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to Piscoff, episode 36, Wall Street Bets, yes. What's going on, my friends? How are you all doing again? Yeah, yeah, quite a week, quite a week, quite a week since the last time I talked to you, to be honest with you. If I, if I, let me adjust my audio, okay, 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 yeah, last time I talked to you, uh, was Sunday, it was Sunday, and, uh, and then on Monday, um, a friend of mine told me about this thing on Reddit called Wall Street Bets, and he was like, yo, dude, you need to get on GameStop, get on GameStop, it's $80 or $120, something like that. Get on it. Get on it. And I think it was $80. And I was like, nah. Nah, that shit ain't gonna go anywhere, bro. I'm good. I really should have fucking, bro. I should have fucking went and all in. But I didn't. Because I didn't go in on the Reddit. Like, he told me about the Reddit. But I didn't look at the Reddit. And I didn't look at the at that thing either. And then I, I just like, you know what, though? In case I want to, let me go deposit some money in my account. Because I, I couldn't buy anything anyway, regardless of if I wanted to. So I went and I dropped some money in my account and because I did it early on on Monday, it was available early on Tuesday and early on Tuesday I went to go buy and it went from like 80 to 120 or 120 to like 250 and by the time I ended up buying it, it was around 300 a share and that was on, that was early. And then it dropped down and went up and down and up and and the fucked up thing is is I was smart. I got to get in on Tuesday. I was in on on, on GME and Nokia and AMC and Blackberry. Uh and and then on Tuesday I finally made those purchases. Bought a lot of those. I even bought a couple options. I don't even. I, I don't. Uh, you guys who don't. Who, who, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get stock Yusuf in. Yeah, yeah, stock Yusuf. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm stock Yusuf. I bought a couple of options, uh, uh, and I did that shit for Nokia because I knew a bunch. So so what I knew is they had a bunch of, of put options, and here's how you can remember for you guys: put put down. It means you you are betting that the stock is going to go down. Where I, I put some call options, I called up. I, I suggested the call the stocks are going to go up, and the stock was supposed to go up real high. And in fact, when I put that 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 call option that the stock was going to go up on Tuesday, as soon as I put it in, 
the fucking stock started skyrocketing. And I just started seeing my money go ka-ching, ka-ching. I put in $50 and it kept going ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. It went from $50 to $100 if I sold it right there to $200 to $500 up to $800 if I had sold it right there. And that wasn't even half of what I needed it to get at from what my bet was. My bet was for it to be at $6 and it was only at $5 a share. If it got to $10 instead of 6 or even 5 the amount of money I could have made was 10 times even more. I could have made 80 or not 80, sorry, $8,000 off of my fucking $50 call option saying that Nokia was going to get to $6 and it got to 10 and then I sold it. And I was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> it got even better. And instead, people do put options, and that's why I did that. Put option is this. People said Nokia was going to go down. That's the whole thing about GameStop, and I'll explain that too in a second. Uh, but my put option, they, they, they bet that, that Nokia was going to go down, and they did it. They made it go down, and I'll get into that too. So the whole thing with GameStop, with the whole Wall Street bets, is, is originally... A uh, bunch of the, the we'll just call him Melvin and, and his company Melvin Capital and and Citta Citta whatever Citadel and what they did is they said hey GameStop's not worth as much money as as they say they're worth so we're we're gonna do is we're gonna short their stock we're gonna sell the easiest way you know what I took a screenshot I think I hope I took a screenshot let's see so I can. Let me look through my phone just so I don't have to like fucking say something the wrong way because this guy fucking had it. No, these are all just fucking positions. Nope, more positions. Yeah, all I have is positions here. And what positions are is like where where you are in the stock. Are you buying or selling? Anyway, what, what this guy said, he, he made it sound the simplest way. What what Melvin did, what Melvin Capital did is they said, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell all of my friends I'm Melvin and 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 I'm not Melvin. There's Melvin and I'm Yousef. Yousef's watching Melvin and Melvin has a coupon for five dollars off the Nintendo Switch. So instead of buying them for two hundred dollars, he buys them for one hundred ninety five dollars. And he decides to collect money from everybody in the neighborhood. And he decides to, to collect enough money to buy 200 Nintendo Switches at $200 each. And he decides, hey, I'm going to make a cool $5 from each one of these. It's awesome. Everybody's going to do that. And then what happens is he goes to the GameStop and he, and, and he doesn't know that the GameStop's are only all there's only going to be 100 Nintendo Switches delivered in the area. And he has an order for 200 Nintendo Switches though. But it's okay. He just has to get some of them out and he can figure it out for the rest of them. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to worry about all of that. But then Yusef knows what's going on. So Yusef tells all his friends, "Hey, before the holidays, before it's the Thanksgiving and, and Melvin has to buy all these Nintendo Switches that he's going to use his $5 coupon on, on 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 Black Friday. Let's all just buy all 100 Nintendo Switches that are going to be delivered to the nation 
before Black Friday and not we'll pay more than $200. Maybe we'll pay 250 for them. And it's okay though, because Melvin thinks that he's going to buy them for $200 and sell them for $195 and make $5 on every Nintendo Switch. So we're just going to, so see Yusef and all his friends decide to buy all of the Nintendo Switches and now it's Black Friday and Melvin has to go and, and buy all the Nintendo Switches that he, he bought two hundred Nintendo Switches at two hundred dollars each for all of the people in his neighborhood and now he has to go to buy them and not only are there not the one hundred that were supposed to be there, there are zero there. So now he has to buy these these at least a hundred Nintendo Switches from the people who from Yusuf and his friends who already bought Nintendo Switches. And so instead of paying two hundred or even two fifty that Yusuf and his friends paid He's going to have to pay maybe $2,000, and now it's, it's, it's two weeks before Christmas, and now it's $5,000, and now it's a week before Christmas, and now it's $10,000 per Nintendo Switch. And you know what? Melvin has to pay for it because all of these parents, they're pissed off. They want their goddamn Nintendo Switches, and they paid $200, and they were told they were going to get their goddamn Nintendo Switch from Melvin. And Melvin has no Nintendo Switches. He took everybody's money and he has to still buy 200 Nintendo Switches and everybody who's holding Nintendo Switches has them for $10,000. So Melvin is going to go bankrupt. And Yusef and all his friends are going to be sitting there just playing their Nintendo Switches, playing Super Smash Brothers with each other while Melvin is fucked. And that's the short and simple way of what the fuck we did now again i stole that from reddit uh, that's not my idea but i just short and simplified it for you okay now why why did all this happen what, 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 what was all this about why why were we doing this we're doing this because we've been so here's the thing right now, people can can sell, and I understand certain people who put money in this and they're ready to make their money. They want to make a profit on this. If you if you're expecting to make a profit off of GME, then then you're what's called a paper hands. You're the guy who's gonna sell quick. Where us diamond hands, we're gonna hold until the end. And the paper hands, guess what? Paper hands are actually gonna make money on this. In this case. Because paper hands, you you guys are going to sell. And you may not make as much money as you could have if you kept on holding. But you're never going to know when the top is. Because us diamond hands, not only are we going to hold until the top, we're not even going to sell at the top. Because if we sell at the top, not only do we fuck over everybody else below us who are going to sell, but we're not going to bankrupt Melvin Capital. And not only Melvin Capital... But we're not only going to be able to send a message now to Wall Street, okay? Because this is a war against Wall Street. And this has been a war against Wall Street for me since 2008. Now, this is not a legitimate war, obviously. I'm not, I haven't declared war. This is not podcast war, which, by the way, I declare that I won podcast war because Jesse's rebuttal was such garbage dog shit. And my, my podcast was pretty garbage dog shit myself. And, and the, the, the number of people who listened can, can confirm that. But Jesse's response was such garbage dog shit 
to the podcast not his response his podcast was good but his response was garbage that that the war has ended and i won um but but we've been at war against wall street since at least 2008 when they decided they're going to destroy uh not only the housing market but the stock market they crashed the bubble they popped that shit i have so many fucking friends of mine who lost their jobs whose parents lost their jobs whose families had to, who couldn't afford heat who couldn't afford electricity who couldn't afford fucking water uh, who, who had to eat rob i had to eat fucking ramen noodles every fucking day for lunch and I acted like that was normal as fuck with a fucking can of tuna because altogether that cost fucking less than a dollar each for me to eat lunch and it wasn't tuna with mayo it's a can of fucking regular drained ass tuna with a can of seasoned ass ramen and i would just eat the disgusting ass tuna and then enjoy the delicious ass ramen and that was my lunch for my entire senior year and junior year of fucking of of high school and my entire freshman year of college because my family just didn't have money like that and you know uh and then we didn't even have fucking cable i had no cable junior and senior or freshman or even sophomore year i had internet thank god and i fucking ended up getting netflix so i at least like my fucking freshman or sophomore year i was somewhat connected to to people but i wouldn't even know what the fuck people were watching on tv when they're talking about lost and this and that i didn't know what the fuck was going on because we couldn't fucking afford it so when you guys say, "Oh, Yusuf, what, what you expect to make money on this? What do you? What is your goal in all this? Do you want to know my goal in all this? Here's my goal in all this. Take a second, think about the, what. What is your? What would you? What would your goal be in all this? If you were at war with Wall Street since 2008, at least somewhat psychologically, subliminally in your head, because they fucked up the time of your life when you were supposed to feel secure, so you can go ahead and, and expand upon your life and feel." secure what did they do to you what did they do to me think about it for yourself for a second while i take a sip what did they do they fucked you over right they fucked me over and and since then i i'm i'm honestly thankful for it in the long run because it made me a stronger person than them because if I was one of those people who who was uh, the rich people the entire time and they made money off of the back of of all the fucking middle class people and they're still rich and now we're taking their wealth. They're about to experience something they've never experienced, which is even a slight level of poverty. And, you know, for them, it's going to be different for them from me. For them, it's not going to be no cable. It's going to be, oh, it's not going to be no more going out to eat. It's eating meatloaf for dinner, which is basically just fucking ground beef with some fucking shredded vegetables and mashed potatoes on top with ketchup on top. Some fucking, you know, it, 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 
it's not that's not what they're going to experience what they're going to experience is we don't have uh three summer homes we only have one now and we only get to go on nine vacations a year instead of 12 so instead of going every fucking month on a vacation we have to go only nine months so three months every three months we can't go on a vacation that month oh my goodness what are we going to do (laughs) well fuck you guys and you know what? I don't care. Because you guys said, I'm going to buy so much stock that I'm going to bankrupt GameStop. And you know what? Honestly, you chose a good stock, a good company to, to bankrupt. Because if you were going to choose any company to bankrupt, it'd be the company that fucking bankrupted every fucking one of us when we tried to trade in our games, and that's GameStop. Okay? GameStop is not a good guy here. But GameStop stock is a movement. It's it's here's what's going on. Again, I'm sorry. Am I not being clear? Maybe I'm not. So what happened again in this story with the whole Melvin buying the, the Nintendo switches is is Melvin Capital said that GameStop is going to do so bad that they bought more stock saying it's going to do bad than there were available that's what i meant with the whole initial thing so they shorted it by like 130 percent so not only if they had to buy it at that price which they would be able to buy because it was like 20 something and they wanted to short it to below fucking five dollars and if they had to buy hey we're gonna we're gonna borrow them at twenty dollars and we're gonna say they're gonna be at like like less than five dollars so when they get there we'll buy them at five dollars even though they're worth for you twenty dollars so to you when we sell them back to you those twenty dollar things we'll buy them again all those stock that we said we're gonna buy we're gonna because we're doing now it's called a put now it's the opposite so what they do is at $20 where the stock was, they said the stock's going to drop down to five. We're going to buy 100 shares of your stock or X amount, depending on how many contracts you purchase. A contract is 100 shares. We'll buy X amount of contracts or X amount of 100 shares at $5 because we know the stock's going to go down. And then in three months, so when we sell you back your shares that we borrowed from you when you, when it was $20 and we bought them now at $5, we can go ahead and sell them back to you for for the $5 price and pocket that extra $15 because we borrowed your shares expecting that it was going to go down, if that makes sense. So what you're doing is you're almost like temporarily borrowing a share to temporarily sell it. But if you can't sell it, you have to still buy it and give it back to that person, if that makes sense. And again, I'm not stock Yusuf. Stock Yusuf actually had to leave. He said that the stock market is doing crazy and he has to be up early in the morning at 8 a.m. to watch the ticket go up because he has to, he said, uh, hold. He said GME, AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia. He said especially GME, especially AMC, especially Nokia, and especially BlackBerry. No other things to hold. And to buy at the dips if you have more capital to spend. Now, that's just what he said. He also had to leave. So I, I'm I'm just telling you what he said. Okay? He's not here anymore. 
what am I going to do but tell you that, okay? Now, the Robin Hood guy, he's a piece of shit. The guy from Robin Hood who uh, fucked me over from from hundreds to thousands of dollars. Uh, uh, What he did is on Wednesday, after I was trading crazy amounts of money, it was great. Perfect. Everything was perfect. I should have fucking cashed out and, and made hundreds of dollars, but I was ready to make thousands and not lose it all. And it's fine. I don't care. I knew what it was. It was a gamble in the first place, which is what you all should know if you're ever going to get in. And this is a gamble. If you're not willing to lose it, don't fucking bet it at all. That's what I'm telling you all. That's why I'm willing to bet all the fucking, the thousands of dollars that I put in on GME, I'm willing to lose it all in order to bankrupt Wall Street because they fucked over me and my friends. And if this is one little step to say, hey, fuck you all, Wall Street, I did way more than the Black Lives Matter movement. I did way more than the uh, the fucking thing about Capitol Hill uh, on January 6th. I did fucking more than Occupy Wall Street. I did more than every fucking march and protest has done in the last fucking 50 years. And all I did was sit at home and buy a stock in a company because I knew that by doing it, I would fuck over Wall Street. And we did. And they're trying to fuck us over now in the meantime. How do they do that? Let's see. Robinhood, the number one trading app for the common people who, number one, makes their money by using your data, obviously. Now, what did Robinhood do? Robinhood on Thursday decided we're going to halt trading on certain assets because it's it, it could stop our, our customer from making money. Uh, we're the customer. We're the ones who are willing to put our money in, and you're saying, no, you cannot buy this. It wasn't to stop the customer. It was to help them because guess what? Melvin Capital and Citadel, they're the ones who are going to lose the most money if GME keeps on getting bought and keeps on going up. And so what Robinhood did is said, hey, the people who are buying the most are buying it through us. And we know that because we we can see their data. Not only can we see their data, Citadel, who's known to do this, takes their data, takes the Robinhood data. What are you buying? What stock are you buying? We're going to buy that stock if you're buying enough volume of it right before you buy it, milliseconds before you do so we can buy it for cheaper than you do. Oh, you're selling your stock and you're selling a lot of it. Well, we should sell a bunch of our stock if we have that right before you do so we can make some money too. And so they do that shit. And what do we do is we let them because it's okay. They're not fucking us over until they did. Until on Thursday, they said, not only are you, you're not allowed to buy any of XYZ stock, including the big four. The big four are GME, AMC, Nokia, and BlackBerry. Okay? Those are the big four. And they stopped the trading on those plus a whole bunch of other ones. Now, why do they do that? Why do they stop us being from being able to trade that except for market manipulation they had to manipulate the market so that way we couldn't raise the price so we couldn't look the thing about the put sell that i didn't mention earlier that that melvin has against uh gamestop is if the amount of loss they have is exponential so again like i said with the whole uh analogy with buying the nintendo switches 
he thought he was going to buy them at $200. But if we keep making the price go up and up and up, he's going to pay way more than $200 for his Nintendo Switches because he has to. Okay? So the fact that they're trying to limit us from buying it so they can limit the price and only allow us to sell it is clear market manipulation. And then on Friday, they did further market manipulation where they said you can only buy up to two stock of GME or, or X amount of stock of X amount of product. Because Nokia, they only let me buy 50 Nokia stock. And because I had more than 50 Nokia stock, they wouldn't let me buy any more, which is clear market manipulation. Okay, they are manipulating the market. They're doing something that is illegal. And then they are trying to say that what we are doing as a people, because we are not a hedge fund, is illegal when what hedge funds do is literally the exact same thing that we are doing. And they're saying that what we're doing illegal. Now, now this is, again, normal Yousef. Normal Yousef is not a day trader. I am not a hedge fund kind of guy i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i got into stocks uh about a year ago when the stock market crashed because of covid and i made a good amount of money investing on some airlines that i thought i i waited until they hit rock bottom and guess what i doubled all my money and i didn't even pull it out yet because i'm waiting for myself to triple and, and pin tuple which means five times my money but i haven't pulled it out yet and you know what thinking about all this i might because uh, I heard about what's called the silver squeeze. Uh, are you guys aware of the silver squeeze? As I take a sip. So the silver squeeze, if you're not familiar, if you have been paying attention to what I'm saying, it's uh, it's about how this whole thing is a giant squeeze for, for GameStop. They're doing the short squeeze. And... And what we're now going to be doing, if you want to take part, is the silver squeeze. And what the silver squeeze is, all of these big banks are are having put options the same way they did with, with GameStop. They're saying GameStop is worth way less than it is. They're doing the same thing with silver. And if every American were to buy one ounce of silver, if, if every one American, all 300 and something million of us, were to buy one ounce of silver tomorrow, the banks would go bankrupt because they would not be able to cover the amount of shorts that they have on silver. Silver is so depreciated right now that if you have any money that is not in the stock market, and every money, every dollar that I take out of the stock market, I am now going to invest in literal physical silver. And not physical silver that's stored in some bullshit place. It's going to be literal silver that I'm going to be burying with a map in multiple places in the United States of America. Like D.B. Cooper's smart ass did. Because he's a goddamn American hero. I don't know actually a lot about him other than he stole from people. And he jumped out of a jet with money and he, and he died and he didn't die. And I, who knows about D.B. Cooper. But buy physical silver. And if you buy physical silver, you are going to do way better than if you're buying stocks, okay? Because in the end, the, these people are out to get us. They're not our friends. They're our enemies, okay? So, so, so buy silver.
uh, or something. I sorry, I had to pause by accident. I hit the space bar and I I saw that I hit the space bar, and then so I kept talking and I saw that the thing wasn't keep going. So then I just uh, at least the ticker's still going and it says I'm at 27 minutes. So at least I know where I'm at. Okay, okay, guys, 28 minutes, whatever. Shut the fuck up, guys. The point is, buy silver, they're the enemies, something like that. The enemies don't want you to buy the silver. But also, here's the thing. If you have money in the bank, um, and here's what I suggest. If you have a lot of money in the bank, a lot of money, I would suggest take half of your savings and buy precious metals. Because here's the thing, right? You buy your precious metals, and then you need to use your cash, for your, your savings cash, you can always sell your precious metals and then pay your things. Now, if you go and you try to use your your digit your digital currency somewhere, well guess what happens is if they shut it down because the silver squeeze decides to shut down all the big banks and now your big banks don't have money, well you're shit out of luck. You can't even pay your rent. And you don't want to do that. Especially if you have family, kids, anything like that. So, 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 so you don't want to, you don't want to get fucked over that way. <clears throat> you don't want to get fucked over that way, right? Now, number two, um, you you don't want to have all of your money in precious metals because if you need to make some purchase in cash, you don't. It's like going to the bank to to. It's like oh, I can't use a credit card or a debit card or use cash because I have to go to the bank to pull out the cash. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Like if you go to like cash only and they don't have a, uh, a fucking ATM round and you got to like, oh, wow, now I have to go to find a bank that has my thing to pull out money so I can go spend money in this establishment. This is fucking bullshit. It's like that. It's like, yo, you need to have like some physical cash around, even though physical cash is bullshit. You need physical precious metals as currency, and then you can have your digital currencies. And again, I don't, I don't, I've never once told any of you ever once to, to buy any digital currency. Never once, not ever. I'm not telling you ever to buy it because I don't believe in it. Because I recently watched something about the X-Files, and, and it confirmed exactly. It, it literally, this is why I love the, the whole, uh, once you know you're in the simulation then the simulation starts to reveal itself to you so while i'm i, I notice i'm in the simulation i'm watching the next files film you know what let, let me I'll, I'll play the video and just play the audio part for you guys because you can't see the video and this is from like the newest season second newest season of it it's only 42 seconds guys don't worry ready hear this out ready hold on by a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. Well, it will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. Or a simulated alien invasion using alien replica vehicles that exist and are already in use. An alien invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. You see that? 
So basically what he said is they can plan some kind of strategic thing where the banks just plan to do some kind of maintenance on a Friday and they go offline and they pretend some kind of EMP or something wipes them all out and they could pretend it's not only the Chinese or the Russians, they could even pretend it's aliens. And and then now all your money is gone. Your entire savings because all your your billions and billions of dollars of Bitcoin gone. All gone. Why? Well, because that's how digital works. It's like Bill Burr said a long time ago. He had a great joke. He goes, oh, well, you, you don't want to be fucking around if you got the chip. You know, next thing you know, Billy's over here. He's talking shit, and they just fucking turn off Billy's chip. And then the next thing you know, Billy's out here screaming, hey, yo, turn on my chip. Turn on my chip. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever you said in the Bill Burr joke, he was way better than I am. Turn on my chip, dude. It's fucked up. Why? Why are they doing all this? That that's see see when I when I got distracted this entire fucking week from Monday to Friday, I decided to wake up every morning, even though I don't work until noon. I woke up every fucking morning at eight o'clock in the morning. In fact, I'm going to be up tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning to check it out because I'm recording this on a Sunday night at it's right now. Technically, twelve o'clock when I started recording. It's uh twelve thirty three right now because uh, I'm recording this live for you guys technically if you're listening to it live, which you're not. Um but it's 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 twelve thirty in the morning on technically one day and I have to be up in seven and a half hours in order to see what the fuck's going on with the stock market and why. What are they distracting us from? Let's think about that. I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. What the fuck are they distracting us from? Because I've been I've been looking online left and right and the only one thing hold on, let me let me swipe up for this. The only one thing I didn't see is is uh the the hill I listened to the hill. By the way, if you're if you're on uh, in, on YouTube and you want a, a nice uh, news source that I like to trust, it's uh, the Hill. The Rising is actually the best part of the Hill. It's the Rising has a uh, crystal ball and cigar. I can't remember and tonight something Sagar, crystal and Sagar, and uh, they're really really great because one of them is on the right, the other one is on the left. The girl's on the left, the guy's on the right. Or, or maybe vice versa. I don't even know. I don't care. But they give it to you both ways, like the way the news should be. Like the news is not just, hey, we're left wing news. We're only going to give you the left wing. Or hey, we're right wing news. We're only going to give you the right, right, right wing. They're literally giving you both sides of it, and they like to have nice debates sometimes. But for the most part, they agree that this is all bullshit. So it's great to hear what they have to say, and and. They did do something about all of Biden's, and I should have probably watched that before. In fact, I could probably hit pause real quick and watch that. And I might do that towards like the end of this podcast because I accidentally did it. And so I know I could do it again. So I might do that, but I also want to keep this going with the exact time that it is because I started this podcast at one o'clock and I want to end this before or sorry, start at noon. 
midnight. I want to end this by one o'clock latest. So here's the one thing I noticed um, that that they're trying to do. And I noticed this from another podcast. So let's shout out the part of the problem with Dave Smith part podcast because he he showed me something uh, about a Bill Moore clip where they're trying to pass something where they label people domestic terrorists. And the people that they're labeling domestic terrorists are going to be people who are basically just people who who's erected the capital. But that's just the start. And just like the Patriot Act, it can expand on to anybody they see fit. They say, You're Yousef, your podcast right now, I'm now technically a domestic terrorist. And now, because I say X, Y, Z on my podcast, I am now able to be locked up for life. And let, let, let's just hear what, what Dave Smith... Oh, sorry, I dropped my pen. Sorry, let's hear what Dave Smith uh, played, and then we'll play just just enough for... We're not going to play too much of his podcast, but I just want to play like the clip that he played of Bill Maher when he interviewed because they actually have like the perfect amount they they cut it perfect so let's hear this uh listen to part of the problem it's episode 691 domestic terrorism if you want to know and this is at 39 minutes and 55 seconds here you go and uh i found it very creepy and revealing so let's uh let's go to that clip if you rob a bank you don't get arrested for trespass you get arrested for robbing a bank it's a serious crime actually a crime against the government right so what happened at the capitol was it trespass we're seeing people arrested for trespass theft of nancy pelosi's podium which i'm sure is near and dear to her but that charge doesn't reflect the gravity of what happened what happened was an insurrection what happened was domestic terrorism right and we can't charge it Domestic domestic terrorism is the only criminal category in the FBI where they can investigate you, but they can never charge you. There's no such crime. But what do you? But I'm asking you. All what right, is all right. Hold up, guys. Let me let me let me redo that because like my audio was all fucked up. Let me start over because I'm gonna make sure I don't scream right now because I have it really loud. So I'm gonna whisper. He's gonna play the clip. Last week on Bill Maher, that that was kind of you know getting at a lot of this stuff. And uh, I found it very creepy and revealing. So let's uh, let's go to that clip. If you rob a bank, you don't get arrested for trespass. You get arrested for robbing a bank. It's a serious crime, actually a crime against the government, right? So what happened at the Capitol? Was it trespass? We're seeing people arrested for trespass. Theft of Nancy Pelosi's podium, which I'm sure is near and dear to her, but that charge doesn't reflect the gravity of what happened. What happened was an insurrection. What happened was domestic terrorism. Right. And we can't charge it. Domestic, domestic terrorism is the only criminal category in the FBI where they can investigate you, but they can never charge you. There's no such crime. But, what do you, but I'm asking you, what is the law that we're going to pass that's going to change this and that's also... Can you even pause for a second? <laughs> so ju- just to address that, so he's claiming that you should be um, accountable for something called domestic terrorism, but similar to what I was saying with the impeachment, if you've done a crime, you should be responsible for that crime. So stealing, yes. crime, right? Murdering someone, crime. Uh, punching someone in the face, crime. Just an activity being labeled as terrorism. Yes. So th- there shouldn't be but any crime it. there because you're but just creating a title. Well, that's exactly right. And what exactly is the precise definition 
of domestic terrorism? What makes this domestic terrorism and not say, I don't know, other riots that we saw over the last year or other events? Like, why is none of that the case, right? It's like, what exactly is the line being drawn here and why? And that's the whole point. That's what's so creepy about this. It's like, oh, yeah, if we don't label them domestic terrorism, uh, domestic terrorists, then all I can charge this one guy for is trespassing and stealing a podium. Uh, that's not so bad. That's not going to get you life in prison. But if I can call you a domestic terrorist, then I can. Uh, listen, that we had no problem in our uh, uh, judicial system of getting a conviction of Timothy McVeigh, right? That's a domestic terrorist even though he didn't act alone, but that's beside the point. Uh, the, you know, he killed a whole bunch of people. So, okay, charge him with with murder and, and many counts of it, you know? Um, but so th that's what's really creepy about this is that now we just want this kind of vague label that we can throw on you and we'll decide when we throw it on you and when and, we don't. And the stupid audience of fucking sheep clap at this. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. It gets worse. Fourth Amendment. So I advocate a law that looks just like international terrorism. So if you change the religion of those people at the Capitol building on January 6th and you make their mission violent jihad or establishing a caliphate, all of a sudden we have an international terrorism law right. and they go to prison for the rest of their lives. But the, that's the, the kind difference of law we should is have. That we would be listening to those. So can you pause again for a second? The difference yeah. would be. If you had a bunch of Muslims that walked in, you know, let's say you did change the religion of everybody. Um, what changes it to something where maybe you actually have to take action against them and prosecute is the violent caliphate part that he threw in there. Yeah. If they were just Muslims or of a different culture, I would say, yes, it is wrong to just say this is terrorism and put those people in jail for life because they walked around the Capitol building in a, let's actually call it a mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, let's, right, let, right, okay, so... There's several things that are like incredibly creepy about this. And just so everybody's clear, this guy was the former assistant director of the FBI. This isn't some random guy giving you his thoughts on, on how we should handle this, okay? This is like, these are the, the upper echelon of the deep state talking to you and coming out and publicly saying this. And a very liberal audience of Bill Mars cheering for it. And so number one, the thing that just stands out to me is like, I don't know. Is there any humanity left, like for, for people who are on the opposing side of you? Like, look, I'm all. And that's. Uh, let me adjust the audio. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, sorry. Yeah, and that was that was a point. Like, is there any humanity left for the other side anymore? If that's now what they're gonna call domestic terrorists, if now I don't agree with your side. So here's a perfect analogy I said to one of my friends is if you're on the right side and everything that's on the left of you is the enemy, then I am your enemy along with the people on the left. And then if you're on the left side and everything you see to the right of you is the enemy and you see me and I'm your enemy because technically you see I'm on the right, but literally neither of you notice I'm in the middle. I'm on neither side of you. And so you're you're calling me the enemy and I'm not the enemy of either of you. Okay? That's that's the problem here because this this whole Wall Street bets thing could have been distracting us from the fact that they're trying to push something where they can call certain people domestic terrorists 
just because they don't agree with what you agree with. And and that brings me to my final point here, which is this whole QAnon hunt. Now, I don't understand why there's a hunt against the people who support QAnon when QAnon is against pedophilia for the most part. We don't want the people in power who are doing some kind of secret pedophilic uh, trafficking of children and fucking them and trafficking them and stealing their blood for adrenochrome. And hey, if none of this is real, then guess what? You have no reason to hate any of us. But you know what I notice is that the pedophiles are hunting the pedophile hunters. Okay? Q is hunting pedophiles, and now the pedophiles who are in charge are against Q so hard that they are trying to expose anybody who is pro-Q. And guess what? Am I pro-Q? You can say that. All I'm pro is uh, I'm pro the Q that's against fucking pedophilia, that wants to stop pedophilia in any shape, way, or form, who wants to stop child trafficking in any shape or form, who wants to stop harming children in any form, who's against uh, a shadow government who's trying to hide all of this that's going on in their knowledge, then yeah, then I'm a part of Q. And if you want to hunt me down and put me in some kind of group and expose me for that, then guess what? Expose me for that. And then what will happen is in fucking 40 years when I have a fucking tattoo because I have a number on my arm just like the Jews did during the Holocaust well guess what hopefully we'll also be remembered because we were against something we were targeted for no reason other than we were just being ourselves normal people who is pro children being hurt and fucked and abused are you guys not all pro-Q? Because let's just say that's it. If you're pro-Q, you're, you're, you're against pedophilia. If you're pro-Q, you're against pedophilia. You are against child abuse and you're against, against child trafficking. So if you're against Q, if you want to go the extremes like some people do want to go, that means that you are pro-pedophilia. You are pro-child abuse and you are pro-child trafficking. So if you want to hunt Q, that means that you are a pedophile. Is that what you want? To, is that the side you want to be on, guys? I know a lot of you are in the middle, but that's the side you're going to be shown as if you're if you're trying to hunt the people who are trying to hunt Q just for no reason to. Now you want to hunt the the fucking wackos in Q. Who are all about the fucking, there are fucking lizard people, besides Nancy Pelosi, who's clearly a lizard person, by the way. If you look at her goddamn face and you don't see lizard and you don't, look, there's no, no number one, there shouldn't be, uh, I think she's like 99 years old and, and there's no reason there should be a 99 year old person in the government. There's no reason that somebody who was born during the time of the Spanish flu should be around right now and, and telling us what the fuck we should be doing. And number one, for the fact that, that if you look at the median age of most Americans, 
it's around the age of presidency, which is 35. The fact that she's twice as old as us means that she doesn't know what the fuck we are talking about or what we're all about. Get her the fuck. Get her lizard ass out. Look at her eyes when she blinks. She has two blinks. One of them goes up and down. One of them goes left and right because she's a goddamn lizard. If you don't see it, it's okay. Look at her skin. The way it sags like that, like a goddamn lizard skin, ready to peel off. She's ready to get her new goddamn uh, skin. And you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that dumb skunk and all the dumb skunks in goddamn politics until I get into politics, okay? I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm going to sell out, but I'm gonna tell you guys all on my podcast because I'm gonna have a podcast the entire time, so they can keep saying, "Yusef says he sold out the whole time." Well, guess what? I'm not lying the whole time. What else do you want to know? What other questionable things? I do drugs. Yes. All right, I do. Why? Because they're fun. Number one. Number two. Uh, my brother says I shouldn't be talking about it, but you know what you you seen? I don't understand what you mean by that. Why why shouldn't I tell other people? Don't do them. I'm not telling you all to do them. I'm telling you this is what I do so you can learn from my mistakes and you don't have to do the same thing I did or you can do the same thing and see what I did or learn it yourself because guess what you seen? Let me be real with you. If nobody tells you anything, and you're right, you shouldn't be telling people, I shouldn't be telling people what I'm doing. But if nobody tells people what you're doing, like nobody told me what they were doing, then I have to find out for myself. So now I'm returning the favor. I'm helping people out. I'm telling people so they don't have to try for themselves. Okay? And I'm sorry. You are the only one who's going to know this and understand what I'm saying to you and actually get this. My number one golf fight, Yasin, who's going to get the only one exclusive golf fight shirt once I sell all the money that I, I, I went way too much money in my Wall Street bets. So like, I was going to buy you guys shirts, but I, I put, I'm waiting for this fucking Biden money, which might never come. If that comes, just don't worry. You guys are all getting your shirts. Don't worry. But if it doesn't come, I got to make sure I make money on the stocks. But I was talking about drugs, and you seen hates when I talk about drugs, so I'll stop talking about drugs. But if you're going to do them, do them responsibly. Don't just do them all willy-nilly. Don't do them at all, honestly. They're like shoes. Drugs are shoes. Drugs are like shoes. That's the way to say it. Drugs are like shoes. You have to know when to wear the right shoes. You don't go do a, a job interview in hiking boots just like you don't go hiking in fucking dress shoes okay you have to know which drugs work for which occasion and and fit them accordingly okay certain drugs are like sneakers like weed for me weed is a sneaker i could wear that anyway i could i could do that all the time but you also know what you you don't wear sneakers to a goddamn funeral so you don't get damn get high before you go to a funeral okay you have to know how to use your drugs, just like I said. They're like shoes. And anything else I wanted to say? All right, so to sum it all up, um, Wall Street bets. If you have stock in, in GameStop, uh, I'm going to tell you this. If you have paper hands, again, if you want to sell, if you want to make a profit on this, sell. If it gets around 500, sell. If it gets around 1,000, you're still holding on, sell. I'm going to not sell it at all i'm going to hold it until melvin capital goes bankrupt and then as soon as i find out melvin capital goes bankrupt then i'll sell even if i only make 
$20 a share and I bought it at 300 I don't give a fuck because I bankrupted Melvin Capital. And you know what? For the fucking, the amount of shares I bought, the amount, the 2K that I put into this shit, the roughly 2K that I put into this shit, if that will mean fucking them over for the amount of pain they put me through from fucking 07 to 09, at least then you know what melvin you can go fuck yourselves and i hope that's a fair warning to the rest of you guys on wall street so you don't keep doing this shit and keep trying to fuck us over because if you do just know i'll make that 2k back and when i do i'm putting 4k into the next one and then i'll make that 4k back and then i'll keep putting it in until there's no more of these fucked up companies, these hedge funds that are making all this money on our backs, on the fucking people who work hard's backs, so that way when they fuck up, they get bailed out, and we're the ones who get stuck with the bill? Nah, I'm good. So buy silver, okay? Don't label your fucking people who are against you just because you don't agree politically. Don't label them domestic terrorists. If they're the real domestic terrorists, then for real, definitely label them that, you know. But if they're not really that and you just don't like them, like Jay excuse me, I burped right there. But like Jay Lad's bitch ass or fucking Victor Ponte's bitch ass, no, they're not domestic terrorists. They're just bitch ass dumb skunks. Sorry for saying bitch ass. I forgot. I'm not supposed to say bitch ass. They're just fucking dumb skunks, bro. Let them dumb skunks stink it up all the way. Yo, I told you guys last week what fucking J-Lat really means. J-Lat's Talge. You know what Talge is? It's like, that's a lie, Jerome. So don't believe that's a lie, Jerome. Don't believe Victor Ponte, whose dad started the fucking Newark riots, all right? Don't believe people like that. And don't label them domestic terrorists, even though Victor's dad was definitely a domestic terrorist now that I'm thinking about it. Victor Ponte's father was absolutely a domestic terrorist. Even though that guy is so old that his dad is probably dead. He's been dead so long like COVID would have killed his ass because he's so old that he's way he's like not he would have been like ninety nine years old. He he definitely would have died before even he got coughed on. Anyway, that's that's besides the point. Uh now don't mention COVID in the bio so it doesn't get that tag when I put it on Instagram. Uh, we talked about the QAnon hunt. We talked about the Wall Street bets and what Wall Street's distracting us from, which is domestic terrorism, how we're in a war since Wall Street, the silver squeeze, and the Robin Hood CEO, according to Tim Dillon, is Jelaine Maxwell's son. So that's pretty much all of it. I'll leave you with the rest of the song, which, by the way, the song that I started this all out with, which is a song I'm going to end it with once I find the YouTube again, it's called Frank Comet. It's called The Tale of a Ticker, so we'll finish it off with that. The stock exchange is a funny place. It's the strangest place in town. The seats cost half a million cash, but the brokers won't sit down. There's the broker, the bull and the bear. It's queer, but it's not a joke. For you get the bull till your bank rolls bare, and the broker says you're broke. And here is the song I hear the whole day long. Oh, the market's not so good today. Your stocks look kind of sick. In fact, they all drop down a point each time the tickers tick. We'll have to have more margin now. There isn't any doubt. So you better dash with a load of cash or we'll have to sell you out.
not actually going to play the whole song. If you guys actually listen this long, uh, I want to shout you out. Shout out to Yasin Goff. Shout out to fucking Ham John Ham. You know you're the man. Shout out to Manny. Shout out to fucking bitch ass, fucking bullshit ass nigga, fucking Jesse, bitch ass Montanez who talks shit about this podcast. But you're right, the last one was fucking kind of bullshit. Uh, shout out to um, fuck uh, who else? Uh, Mike Laro, my nigga, Mark Mark, uh, Mark Mestres, Mark Kirk, Mark Mestres too. I guess if he listens, I don't know. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. This is episode thirty six. This is the Wall Street Bets, and I'll see you guys uh, in a week or maybe less. I don't know, probably just a week because uh, I get busy. But if there's a snowstorm, maybe we'll get another update. We'll see. Peace.